0: If you're an ambitious business owner, ready to think big, rewrite your own rules, and take action to skyrocket your business know-how, your profit, your cash flow, and most importantly, your free time, then this is the podcast for you. You're listening to the Simply Smarter Numbers podcast, and I'm your host, Jen Waterson. I'm a business profit coach, helping business owners just like you make more profit and take back their time. So, hit subscribe now and let's dive in. We all focus on revenue growth and we need to, but is that revenue growth profitable? Have you ever seen someone, or maybe you've experienced it yourself, when a business keeps growing and growing, we get more customers, more team, and more work, but the cash flow gets tighter, the stress gets higher, and then they're wondering whether it's all really worth it. Personally, we experienced it in our business at about year two. We were a couple of years in and we went through a growth period. So revenue was high. It was great. We were hitting our goals, but our expenses were climbing. We needed more team members. Plus we were traveling a lot and we were away from home a lot. That was about 10 years ago now. And that was a massive learning curve for us that chasing the revenue, the sales, the clients can increase the top line, but the costs both financially and the impact on our lifestyle, well, it's just not always worth it. So the thing is, our clients were getting amazing results and we were loving the clients and we were loving the work, but our costs and the time involved, it was really starting to take over. So we knew we were on the right track, but we just needed to adjust. And it's a common challenge that is seen at around that kind of one to two year mark. And it's a symptom of unprofitable revenue growth. And It's about working a lot of hours and not getting that financial return. It happens when we focus heavily on sales, on the top line, on revenue growth, and unintentionally we lose focus on our profit. We learn early on in business that to have that sort of steely attention on revenue growth, we all learn this super early in business. Having that steely attention on revenue growth, on increasing sales, on selling more stuff, getting money through the door, paying the expenses. It's a real point of focus in the first couple of years and well, so it should be. But at some point, a shift needs to occur. That shift needs to go from focusing just on sales and selling more stuff to purposefully going after profitable top line revenue growth. Now, There's a couple of things in my experience that trigger that shift, that shift from focusing on selling more to focusing on selling the profitable um, services that you offer. And those couple of things are, one, when you find yourself working crazy hours, but you're struggling to take home the money that you used to probably before you even owned your own business. Or it could be number two where you have been into the accountant, you've got your figures done. Usually this happens months after the fact, but you go and get your figures done and you get that financial stab to the chest when you realize that despite all of your hard work, that your profit is nowhere near where you expected it to be and nowhere near where you need it to be. So today I'm going to go over the three things I'm going to go over these three things. One is the key, one is the problem, and one is the solution to finding your profitable revenue growth. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list them out here kind of in a bit of a summary form so that you know what's coming ahead. And then I'm going to go into them separately in a little more detail. So the key, the key is knowing exactly which of your services are profitable and which are not which of your products are profitable and which are not. The problem, the problem is that as service providers, we don't adequately take into account the hours that we spend marketing, selling, working on and delivering these services that we provide. And not to forget also the after sales service that sometimes come with various things that we sell as well. And then we have the solution. So the solution is about finding the return on time for each of the services that we offer. Then we improve that return on time where we can. And then we focus our marketing efforts on selling these services that do provide you with that best return on time. So that's like a little bit of a summary of what it is that we're going to talk about today. I'm actually going to dive into it in a fairly decently. So if you have a pen and a piece of paper there, then it would be really handy to grab that out because we're going to go through some numbers. If you're driving the car or you're out walking the dog or whatever it is that you might be doing while you're listening to this podcast, then that's okay. Keep listening. You can always come back to it later and fast forward through to the numbers part when we get to it. So I should also say before I dive in um, to each of these, I want to let you know that I run a profit masterclass called Three Steps to Profitable Revenue Growth. And in this masterclass, I demonstrate what it is that I refer to here as return on time. So it's a it's for the visual learners out there. If you are a visual learner and you like to see things, to really understand them and to really get a handle on how it is that it can help you in your business, then I've got you covered. You just need to register at www.simplysmarternumbers.com forward slash profit masterclass. So let's dive in a little deeper into each of these things. So the key, the key, as I mentioned, is knowing exactly which of your services are profitable and which are not. Naturally, the first step will be to identify each of your revenue streams or your service offerings and just list them out. Just focus on your main revenue streams here. There's no need to like write down every last thing that you offer or not yet at least. Different revenue streams, just like as a couple of examples, they could be things like contract preparation or if you offer retainers or you do workshops or website design at a couple of different levels, or you have a membership program, whatever it is that you sell to the world that you make money out of. Now, just to break it down and give you a a bit of a better example, perhaps, is if you're, say you're a website designer, you may have three main service offers or three main revenue streams. One could be new website builds. Another might be website audits where you're auditing websites that already exist, or it could be that you do DIY website, website workshops. So that could be the three main service offerings for a website designer, for example. And then there's the problem. So the problem, as we mentioned, is that as service providers we don't always adequately take into account the hours that we spend on marketing, selling, working on and delivering the services that we provide. So we need to pinpoint the hours that are involved in delivering each of the services that we offer. So what we now do is that we note down if you can write down your revenue streams one under the other under the other in a bit of a list then right beside that you can put in there the average hours that you spend working on and delivering these services so if you uh i'll go back to my website designer again pretty much because well we'll understand what a website is so hopefully that's a good example to use If you sell a website build package and you know that it typically takes you about 40 hours to deliver that, then you're going to write 40 hours next to that revenue stream. Then the trick here is to take into account not only the hours that you spend actually working on the project or delivering the project, but, you know, think about it. Is it there? Is there time before a client meeting that you spend uh, preparing, or you might be spending half an hour after a client meeting to write notes or whatever it might be? And you also need to consider the time that your team spends on on your projects as well. So let's find an average hourly um, amount of hours that you spend on each of these revenue streams. And we're going to write that down next to each revenue stream. Then I'm going to jump into the solution. So in the solution, this is where we start looking at finding out what your return on time for each of those service offers is. Then we're going to Try and improve that return on time where necessary and I'm going to give you a few tips on how it is that you could improve that return on time and then you'll have the skills that you need, you'll have an understanding of what it is that you need to focus on, to focus your marketing efforts on to go ahead and sell these services that are providing you with the best return on time. So in order to calculate your return on time, and I feel like I'm saying return on time a thousand times over, so I apologise if it sounds like that at your end, but we're going to like go over how it is that we're going to calculate that now. So if you're a website designer and you typically charge $5,000 for a website build, and you're spending 40 hours on that service offering, then you're getting a return on time of $125 per hour. So from there, it's up to you to decide whether you're happy with this $125 or do you want to increase it? Is that the benchmark that you want to set for yourself or can you increase that benchmark? The point is it gives you a starting point. And as for where I got that $125, it's $5,000 and you're dividing the hours into that. So 5,000 divided by 40 gives you the 125. Once you know that information, basically what it does for you is it puts you in a position to make some really smart business decisions based on the numbers and based on the facts. And as for how you might then increase the uh, return on time number. So if you're looking at increasing that $125 per hour, there's only really two ways that you can impact that number. One of those ways is by increasing the price that you change, uh, sorry, that you charge. So changing that price up or down, that's going to impact the $125 that pops out at the other end. Or you can impact that number by the uh, reducing the number of hours that you spend on marketing, selling, working on or delivering the services that you offer. So that's the two ways. One is by changing the price and the other is by changing the number of hours that you are spending. So I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into those two. Number one, adjusting your price. Okay. So that's easy enough for us all to understand in our website example above a 10% increase in the price. So we have moved that from say $5,000 to 5,500 with the same 40 hours of input of time will increase that return on time from $125 to $138 per hour. So you'll start to get a bit of a feel for uh, what it is that I'm trying to get across to you here is that once you have an understanding of these basic numbers, you can play around with them and really start to decide what is the return on time? What is the hourly return on time that you want to get for your time that you're putting into your business? Now, if it's not 138 and you want it to be higher than that, well we need to look at how can we make it even higher. Maybe we want to increase it to more than $5,500. We'll talk about reducing the hours shortly, but pricing itself clearly deserves its own podcast. It's like a beast all on its own. And I could actually speak on pricing over like several podcasts, and I probably will into the future, I'm sure. But here's a couple of ideas for you to consider if pricing is something that you need to tackle in your business. These are just a couple of general tips for you to have a think about. So number one, it's always worthwhile giving your clients two or three options for your main service offering. So if you were the website designer that we keep talking about, And they want to uh, redo my website for me and they wanted to charge $6,000. Or they might give me a second option, which is to build the site, but also take care of all the SEO stuff. But they're going to charge me $8,000 for that. And now what I'm doing as a potential client is sitting here thinking about, well, do I want to go with option one or do I want to go with option two? as opposed to thinking, do I want to work with web designer A, or do I want to work with web designer B? So just giving options in itself can just allow you to up your average price that you get for, the, for that particular service offering. Then another little tip around pricing Is about educating your clients on the value and the benefits of working with you, not just the tangible stuff. So, shifting them from wanting a new website to understanding that they need a new website in order to achieve their website goals, their sale goals, I should say. So, having them want something but also know that they need it, what that does is allow you to increase your price. Because you have proven the value to them, you're providing the value to them, thereby you should be increasing the price that you can charge. Pricing, as I said, I could go on for podcast after podcast about that and we will do so another time. Now I want to talk about how it is that we can impact our return on time by changing the number of hours, reducing the number of hours that we spend delivering the service. So, how can we be more efficient? How can we systemize? How can we do things differently? If our owner of the website business could avoid starting any project until all the website copies in, all the images are in, all the branding elements, etc., all of that is at hand. Could they shave a couple of hours off the job, just sit down and work through it from start to finish with everything that they possibly need sitting right there in front of them? I'd say they probably could shave some time off. Now, if we could shave five hours off that website build, all of a sudden, our return on time goes from $125, which is what it was to start with when they they were spending 40 hours on it. Now, they're only spending 35 hours on it all of a sudden their return on time goes up to $142 per hour so a $5000 build we can now complete in 35 hours 5000 divided by 35 equals $142 per hour now perhaps you can also shave some time off the sales process and have clients transition more quickly into the delivery process. There are so many ways that we can improve efficiencies in business and every hour saved is more money in your pocket. And of course your option might also be, so our website designer business owner might also have the option to do both, increase the price by 10% up to $5,500, but also put in place some efficiencies that shave 5 hours off the delivery time. So now all of a sudden their return on time is $157 per hour. So we definitely need to delve into pricing and we definitely need to delve into efficiencies. These are big topics and as I've said I will definitely be talking about both of those time and time again into the future, but I hope that gives you a bit of an idea. Into the importance of these couple of things. Now, I also, before I finish up, I want to talk about uh, what happens here when we have outliers in our service or product offering range. So, as far as outliers, what are they? They could be those services or products that have a huge return on time, or they could be those that have a tiny return on time. And I just want to address them before we wrap up. So if you're a website designer and you get a massive return on time on the monthly fees that you charge for when you're taking care of clients' website updates or whatever it is that they do on those sort of month-to-month basis, this doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're going to change your focus of all of your energy into selling more monthly update subscriptions at the expense of everything else. Why? Well, because it isn't your core business. You don't really love doing it. It doesn't light you up. And at the end of the day, it's just a bonus after a new website build. So you've kind of got to look at that as the Coke upsell with the burger that they've just bought from you. And if you're a website designer and let's say you basically get a all but a zero return on time for the time that you spend doing these website audits you'll mention earlier you remember earlier i said this website designer has three main product or service offerings one being the new website build one being the um, website audits and the third one being workshops diy website workshops so if they are getting all but a zero return on the website audits that I mentioned earlier then maybe that's totally okay if those website audits serve a different purpose they maybe their purpose might be to get you in front of potential clients so potential clients might then go on to buy your main service or product offering so somebody comes through your website audit process and discovers that there's all sorts of problems with their website and they then end up Rebuilding with you, well, that serves its purpose there. So let's just recap. Number one, you're going to list out your top services or your revenue streams. Number two, you're going to note down the average hours that you spend working on and delivering these services. And then number three, you'll work out your return on time and you'll think about how you can increase it by either impacting the pricing or impacting the number of hours that you're spending delivering. So as I mentioned earlier, I run a profit masterclass called three steps to profitable revenue growth. And in this masterclass, I demonstrate it live on screen. We talk about the return on time and I take you through my revenue planner. So this is for the visual learners out there. You're Got something somewhere else that you can come and have a look at and um, try and get your head around how this might work best in your business. If you want to register for that, smarternumbers.com forward slash profit masterclass. And wherever you may be listening, I hope you have a fantastic week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Simply Smarter Numbers. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe so you automatically get new shows every week. And I'd love to hear from you. Come and join the conversation online. You'll find Simply Smarter Numbers on Instagram, Facebook and more. Just head to simplysmarternumbers.com and you'll find all that you need there. Simply Smarter Numbers is dedicated to you getting the results that you deserve in your business. And I'm honoured that you tuned in.